Welcome to Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Frank Drebin. And... Ah, oh my God. <laughs> fucking Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Naked Gun. That's beautiful. It is. Who was OJ? What's a Tackleberry? Tackleberry is my favorite in in the goddamn police game. Except for Steve Gutenberg, who doesn't... People are sleeping on him. Like, dust that fucker off, because he was a comedy genius in the 80s. That's what I'm saying. He really was. Steve fucking Gutenberg. You're Steve Gutenberg. The Goots, I I know. All right, the Goots. So I'm here with... Leslie Nielsen in the Goots. So, uh, <laughs> the thanks coots. for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Uh, hey, you know what? Thank you all the everyone that came out to our live show. Oh yeah. my god, it was awesome! It was super fun. I was it really, was fun. It was a good time. Pretty anxious to be honest, because you know I'd never done anything live like that. But uh, but the response was awesome. The interaction was really dope. Uh, I'm looking forward to putting it out so that yeah, folks totally. that couldn't be there can hear it. Yep. Um, but you know, considering it was totally a beta raw run i thought it went really well yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a good time People it did seem to enjoy it so uh that will be released early on our patreon right. which is patreon.com slash kryptonaut podcast and then eventually we're going to be putting out to, to the regular feed for everybody so if you're a patreon subscriber you get it early smidge there you go yep. one dollar nice. tier early. get you thank you five yep. dollar tier get your bonus audio so you'll get and a, and a the shout additional out. pods plus an early preview of the live pod. Exactly. Wow. And it's yeah. two stories. It is. Two Tis. full stories. It was like our Mystery Bag Monday revisited. It was. Yes. We, done one, we haven't done one of those in a while, so be sure to check that out. And uh, I want to I say something early on. Uh, besides the glorious debacle we had with, uh, with a handful of really dear friends following said live show, uh, which was great <sighs> because I don't like to go out in public that much, um, my cart was towed. Thank God Chris and another buddy were there <laughs> oh my God, dude. to save my ass. Um, and and you know what? It probably prevented me from doing something dumb. I like to think every bad turn is really a good turn in disguise. Maybe mm-hmm. that's my eternal optimism. But then when I got home, I continued to drink. And in the miasma of my super stupor, full-on pity drinking, I fell while I was pissing. And I believe <laughs> I knocked my front tooth out on a toilet seat, which is classic <laughs> Charles Bukowski. Yeah, it that, is the dirt is... baggiest way to lose a front tooth. So... I'm telling uh, our listeners this for two reasons. One, because, you know, drinking has a consequence, but boy, is it worth it. And two, (laughs) because I may lisp occasionally, and people are going to be going, what the fuck is wrong with Rob? Now you know. Okay, so you're missing a front tooth. You have to adjust. So in the same night as the live show, you got your car towed to the tune of a couple hundred bucks, and then you lost a tooth. Yeah. Okay. Slipping well. in the bathroom. Okay. Well, a you know, sock-induced hey. linoleum accident. Yeah. The most asinine yeah. kind. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm currently uh, suffering a toasted thumb, which is kind of fun from right. my uh, yeah. fireworks man. That's, that's what yeah. happens. That's yeah. dope. Yep. So you know, uh, yours is at least cool. Mine is just you white trash. You shouldn't even have been near fire. Oh yeah, no, no. That's what Dude, he was body for. checking everybody. I wasn't <laughs> body checking. I was bumping into people because I was hammered. I, Body I, checking. I heard you were a rare sight. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could not make Mark's pre-fourth party, but all legends uh, are concluding that you were epic. <laughs> Truly epic. Dude, he was just yeah. running into women, children. It didn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? I, was, I thought it was Charlie. I'm like, dude, that's a six-foot man. <laughs> I, I do, it's clearly not your son. I do remember saying, oh, sorry to the dude that I bumped into because I thought it was my kid. And I like, I was only like, put my arm around. I'm like, hey, buddy. And I'm oh. like, oh, you're not my son. You're about four feet taller than my son. You're not my son. <laughs> not my son. Why are you in my home? <laughs> 
So we're all recovering from uh, pre-4th of July whatnot. Yeah, but, no, that doesn't uh, seem know, like a yeah. traditional speech that we're making every fucking week now. See, yeah, I was going to say, is, is our, are we making our problem are, too are, known? Are we like, a warning or are we an enticement? I think it, we're a warning. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, I think so. It's a little enticing. Because but... I kind of love the way we live, but there's going to be a price. Yeah. That's it. This yeah. could be the fun you have. Just be wary. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all, what's going to happen. It's all fun and games until the next thing you know, you're, you're passing out during the Bat Beast of Kent, or you're lighting your fucking finger on fire, lighting off fireworks, you lose a tooth. Yes. Yeah. Those are the prices you pay yeah. for the ultimate glory of being party animals. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ah, nice. Oh. All right. Let's, let's get to it. Let's get to this week's episode. This week, we were talking about slabs. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way. <laughs> fucking slabs. It's such an amazing slabs. fucking name. For a paranormal phenomenon. Totally just, you think, I'm thinking beef. Could be. Yeah. Colby. No, no, I'm thinking concrete slabs. There you go. Oh, yeah, concrete slabs. Just Which like, one of us is right? Are either of us right? Well, let's see. I mean, I technically know I wrote it, but okay. let's continue. All right, let's get started with, in the short hours of a wintry late 70s night, a Kentucky truck driver was heading home from his girlfriend's house when he spied a strange orange object in the sky. Little could he have anticipated that the utterly inhuman entities inside this anomalous airborne apparition were destined to change the course of his life forever. Forever. It's never like no, finite. It's, yeah, no. no. It's never like for a couple of weeks. It will change the course of his life for three months. It's <laughs> <Could you laughs> never that. It's, yeah. it's like forever. Yeah, it's just like a shitty diagnosis. Yeah. You're like, all right, I can live with this. A few hours. You know? yeah. <laughs> a few hours maximum, then everything was good. Yeah, if, yeah. Like if, you, if you get the gout or whatever, you got a couple weeks of your toe hurting, but you're like, my life's going to go on. I'll be normal. The worst case scenarios in terms of the cases I've researched and a few of the people I've talked to is that you're... You, even if it's minutely, the course of your life has changed. A lot of folks I've talked to, though, are really more like, yeah, no, I just didn't think about it that much after it happened. I mean, if it's not particularly harrowing yeah. or terrifying, it's like, right. yeah, some weird shit I saw it, and then I had to go to work right. the next day, and That's I had it. to live my goddamn human life. Yeah, okay. And so a lot of people, it is not a forever life-changing thing. For some people, it will just open their minds a little, and for other people, it's a fucking All right. Right. Well, let's get on with the fucking That's That's pretty much where we're at. All right. Okay, cool. Christmas. Painting the picture, friends. Located in the northernmost point in the state and sprawling across the borders of both Oldham and Jefferson counties is the city of Prospect, Kentucky. With a population of under 4,700 souls, Prospect was and remains a quintessential small southern American town. But beneath its pastoral veneer lies the keys to a curious encounter quite unlike any other. This the, really is fucking unique. This is where right. we cue the creepy music. Oh well, we already yeah, did. You flip, I, flip I, it reverse. Okay. You know, yeah. Can we? Are we gonna tales from the dark side? We're gonna pay something. Oh, oh yeah. Beneath, unseen by yeah. most. I know. Just that vo- it's so cheesy. I Everything hate it. about I know. it is but so it works. cheesy, and yet it completely terrified me. Still, you know, it's the worst thing ever. It really is. Because you know, it's yeah. on. You're in the dark side. Try to get out. Turn yeah. the channel. Too late. Good luck. Fuck. Good luck, kid. There you go. <laughs> On the evening of January 26th, 1977, there's the lisp, enjoy it, 19-year-old Lee Parrish was spending an ordinary evening at his girlfriend Kathy Johnson's house, watching television and presumably doing what teenage couples do, at least during the commercial breaks. Oh, saucy. So nowadays, hey. what, you get talking, Netflix yep. and chill, sports, what'd you get back in 77? 
Um, Lawrence Welk and fuck. I mean, I mean uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, or maybe they, Starsky, Hutch, and maybe Hump. they're not Montezuma's wild like kingdom. Us. Like, oh, God, you know, was it even on? I fucking yeah, was in seventies, right? Oh my God. Yeah. I used to watch Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Montezuma's, my, 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 my. It's okay. <laughs> We're near Montezuma's. So sure. Yeah, yeah, no, Montezuma's Wild and, Kingdom. And fucking the Jacques Cousteau Odyssey oh, yeah. rabidly as yeah. a kid in the Maybe late these 70s. two are wholesome teenagers. You're right. They could be. Wholesome, mid to north Kentuckian teenagers yeah. that were just having a Talk- solid time yeah. watching maybe the Tonight Show. Talking about science. Yeah. They're science. not northern scum fucks like us. Wow. Yeah. So Jeez. we don't know what they were doing. Okay. But I'm assuming the worst. Okay. Whatever pastimes occupied him that eve, Lee was blissfully unaware that he was soon to be enmeshed in one of the weirdest close encounters on record. Lee was a recent high school graduate who had since been employed by his family's firm, Parish Supply, as both a truck driver and just general employee. So I guess I'm assuming low man on the totem pole, just doing whatever needs to be done. Less than 24 hours after the events in question, UFO investigators Carla Ruckert and Don Elkins would be on the scene where they met, questioned, and described Lee, perhaps not too kindly, as a husky six-footer with a quiet, polite manner. He seemed to us to be of average intelligence, a common-sense type who was genuinely bothered about what had happened to him. His appearance was very neat, his dress casual. Mm. So that's pretty... That's not a bad mm. description of the no, guy. I mean, I, average intelligence. I don't know. It seems like a little dig. Well, I, all right. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that means. Really, yeah, maybe he, he, they're just like, yeah, he's a normal dude. If they just said that, it, it would have been nicer. I don't yeah, know. But we're not we're not UFO investigators for a reason. Well, not from the seventies. Because it anyway. can't be me just being like, hey, he's a fucking normal guy. He's a dude. Know. He's a guy. He's a dude. Looks cool. He's a guy know. doing guy he things. Seemed, he seemed all right. His dress casual. Lee told his parents and the investigators that just before 1 a.m. earlier that very same day, he and Kathy had finished watching an unidentified television program when, being a weeknight, he decided to pack it in and call it a night. Wholesome teens. Sounds great. Being a chivalrous sort, Lee braced himself against the midwinter chill and tromped through the snow to feed Kathy's dog before hopping into his 1970 Jeepster Commando. Perfect. The best. Lighting a butt and heading home. Oh, he's ripping missiles? Oh, yeah. Well, nice. Duh. I've never heard that phrase. Ripping missiles? No. Yeah, hey, you going to rip a missile? I said, shout out to my buddy Kevin at work. <laughs> ripping a missile. Okay. Ripping the missile. Ripping a okay. missile. Regardless of what was ripped, at this point, <laughs> missiles Lee was heading or not. home. Yeah, whether it was MX, ballistic, ICBMs. Fucking Lee's going home. It was a journey he'd made many times before, covering the distance between their houses in approximately seven minutes. This night would prove an exception to the rule. Although there was quite a bit of snow on the ground, Lee, who was driving west on Highway 329, was likely grateful that none of it was falling from the partially cloudy sky. When he was about four miles away from US-42, which we all know and love, course yeah route 42 fuck yeah dude lee's occasional skyward glance paid off with a once in a lifetime sighting approximately 100 to 220 feet off the road i like that it's a loose estimation because mm, yeah. that makes it actually feel more authentic could have just said 100 or 200 didn't have to add the 20 but i know whatever. but you know he's okay. trying to be precise and hovering just above the tree line at an altitude of 100 to 150 feet was a perfectly rectangular and utterly inexplicable object that materialized out of thin air. So we got the basic estimates of distance. All right, yeah. And it just it's, appears. It's high, okay. 
Lee slowed his truck and stared in astonishment. The immobile gravity... The immobile, gravity-defying object appeared to be nearly 10 feet tall and 40 feet in length. Stranger still, Lee described the craft as being the color of the setting sun, only much brighter. In fact, even though he felt unnaturally compelled to look at the anomalous object, Lee could only do so for brief durations owing to the brilliance of the floating quadrangle. Quadrangle. That's just right. fancy so it's, rectangle. It's bright. Yeah. Right. It's a bright, sunset-colored rectangle. 40 by 10. Okay. Without warning, the radio spontaneously shut off, and Lee's intense curiosity was overcome by a sudden and overwhelming sense of impending doom. A blinding rush of fear surged through his body as if every fiber of his being was simultaneously screaming for him to get away as quickly as possible. Despite his desire to escape, it was at that moment that Lee realized he was no longer in control of his bodily functions. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, that just sucks. I know. No. That's, that's the grubbiest feeling. Although he could no longer move, some unseen force was manipulating the wheel and the accelerator of his Jeepster, making a beeline for the hovering UFO. Despite the pain it caused, Lee could no longer avert his eyes from the fiery flying object toward which he was being drawn inexorably closer. With ever-increasing horror, the vehicle crept closer and closer to the blinding UFO until it and the terrified driver were directly beneath the craft. Oh, man, this is creepy. It's, it's, not, creepy. it's not good. It's not good. No one wants to lose control of their body. That's no, that just, sucks. That's a gimme. I feel like shit your pants happen, or something. Especially yeah. when you're yeah looking at a UFO. No one wants to shit their pants either. <laughs> but especially if you're looking at, at a UFO. UFO. Yeah. <laughs> And then just to have your car driving on its own. Yeah, I mean, towards it. Just going right like, to there. No, yeah. You know, some no. absent-minded professor shit. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that just flew. Oh, Love Bug. That's, I knew All it was right, a Disney. Love I Bug, knew yeah. I was going Disney. Herbie. Herbie. Fucking Herbie. But it not, it's not Herbie. Shit. No. no, this is the hate bug. Yeah, this is the hate bug. Yeah. Was, wasn't like Lindsay Lohan in a Herbie so movie, the right? Totally was shit she was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shit bug. Was it called, Her- was it called Herbie? <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was like a remake I think it was, actually. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember right. taking my niece and nephew to it when yeah. they were really young. Okay. And well, it was a shit show. So this is a bad situation. Yeah. All right. Well, what happens next, Robert? I'll let you know when I read it. Okay. Just when he thought his time had come, the dazzling orange object above silently streaked off in a northwesterly direction at roughly the speed of a jet airplane. Shaken and eyes burning, Lee found that he had at least regained control of his limbs and continued on his way. Just driving home like nothing happened? Yeah. Oh, so man. it ends up being yeah, no big nothing. deal. You know, it's all scary, but it's cool. All yeah. right, well. See you next week. Yeah, bye. But Thanks, Patreon. But no. But fucking no. Well. When he arrived home, Lee's mother met her still stupefied son at the door, and the first words out of her mouth were, what's wrong with your eyes? Lee looked in the mirror and saw that the whites of his eyes were totally bloodshot. Oh, mm. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. The devil's lettuce. Yeah. We know what he and Kathy were doing now. One too many bong. I saw a flaming trapezoid. I don't know what happened. One too many bong hints will do that to you. Oh. So I threw about the last time you hit a bong. Think about it. Oh, God. Yeah. What a fucking shitty experience. I actually think I got a little bong water in my mouth. It's the worst way to smoke weed. I'm sure there's a bunch of kids out there that are like, fuck you, dude. Bongs rule. They're terrible. Well, I mean, if you be a doll and vape weed like the rest of us, about the amount you intake. And you don't, you're not shit faced like I was, and suck enough to get water, and you're, 
and you, it's fresh and not like filthy, filthy, filthy bong, bong water. The fresh bong. Then, the kid, then the water can somehow mitigate its harshness. Do the kids then, now they even like still like rip bongs? No, I don't I'm, think they well, do. I'm sure they do. It can't possibly be obsolete. It just seems like a thing from the 90s. I'm sure they're vaping kind the of, fuck out of it. Yeah, though. no, vaping is a way to go. Being adult, like I said, being adult and vape weed like the rest of us or eat it. Propagandist. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm here for. Vape right That's right. Vape weed. Yeah, but you got to be really careful eating weed. Eating weed can go south so fucking quick. Oh, I know. I know. Don't, don't <laughs> Chris, I fucking Chris know. Knows. No news flash. <laughs> I'm like one for five. <laughs> <laughs> like when it comes to eating weed. You eat too much, man. I'm telling no, you. No, it's not, it's uh, you, you don't know. You don't know until you yeah, you do every, it. Every you piece think you, you get have a is decent from a different maker with a different uh, I know consistency. A different well, you just cannot tell. Did I bring you one that I got from California or Colorado? Did I bring you a little a little star, a little jelly, a little fucking oh, gelatin? Maybe, maybe you yeah, gave me a, a jelly. little gummy. Those are like a thirty milligrams. They're fine. Little, little Cut them up in the quarters, and you're good to go. Yeah. Pop one with a Walmart. But see, no one ever time. sees a little fucking gummy bear and thinks, "Oh, I need an arm." You think, "Oh, I'm going to eat a tiny little gummy bear." That's where you go wrong. Yeah. Well, then why do they put so much in it? I don't, I don't know. I don't make them. I well, just eat bang them. for the buck. There you go. That's what Boom. I'm saying. All right. He's high What's as fuck. wrong with your goddamn eyes, Lee? Oh, That's yeah. what his mom said. All right. Because she sensed marijuana yeah. was involved. All right. Devil's lettuce. Even worse than the physical pain was the increasingly gnawing sense that he had been unable to remember something crucial that had happened to him during his odd encounter. This was only exacerbated by the fact that he had not arrived home until 1.45 a.m., which meant that the seven-minute trip from Kathy's house actually transpired for 38 minutes too long. Oh, that's the missing time? That's the missing time. That is... A legit, like even considering he slowed down to look at the UFO, right? That's maybe, and and it was you know it, it got his car in a tractor beam or fucking whatever. Yeah, that's maybe eight <clears throat> more minutes. So it's still about a half hour, give or take. Okay, all right. Well, Lee's girlfriend and mother confirmed this timetable, and Mrs. Parrish also claimed that her son had been in substantial pain throughout the night, a pain which extended into the next evening when he was being interviewed by Carla and Don the aforementioned investigators that were dispatched to the scene. Really quick, too. Like, that's super fast. That seems pretty quick, yeah. Yeah. The aforementioned UFO investigators have been brought onto the case by Lawrence Allison, a trained hypnotist whom they had worked with on previous projects and who had been initially informed about the incident by Mrs. Parrish. So, it's fucking Lee's mom who calls the hypnotist because she was convinced that her son had experienced something traumatic, but was unable to remember exactly what. So her go-to, which is kind of batshit crazy to me, test? is regression therapy, because my son before anything else, up, yeah, saw a UFO, I don't know, man, go got home a half hour late, right. and we need to get to the bottom of it, and then Allison, <laughs> Lee, or Lawrence Allison, Larry, as his friends call him, <laughs> literally, that's how they refer to him in the article, um, he brings... Like two pro investigators from the APRO I mean, down to check out the scene. Maybe go to the emergency room. You know, like my eyes are burning well, and yeah, I'm in you, pain. You definitely want like a to doctor? get a medical doctor's yeah. assessment. I think. Just saying. Um, but also, I mean, I'm going to give the mom props. I mean, I good mean, for her. That's pretty forward thinking for a '70s mom. Is yeah. On and yeah. Let's do this. No, my mom mm. used to yell at me when she'd find me all fucked up. What's your problem? Yeah, would you have felt better if she's like? Oh, Mark, we brought you a hypnotist. <laughs> At least I knew that she would care. That she cares. Could you imagine though? You come home high. <laughs> I don't know about that. And like within three hours, you have a hypnotist and two UFO investigators in your room. Yeah, you have a priest, a hypnotist. <laughs> My mom, that'd be like, amazing. 
My mom listens. So, mom, well, I guess I'm too old for this now, but, you know, I don't know. Try it sometime, I guess. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> My mom's the best. Lawrence, Carla, and Don suggested that they use hypnotic regression to unlock these potentially trapped memories. Although initially reticent to undergo the procedure, the trio eventually managed to allay Lee's fears and convince him that a session might help him to better illuminate the missing time that had been tormenting him. Lawrence put Lee under, regressing him through several childhood stages before finally bringing him back to the night in question. Without prompting, a clearly frightened Lee began to tell the tale of the missing time. Beginning with what happened when his car slipped under the UFO. So not to break anything here, but real quick, you got to start from being a fucking child? Well, and I then getting yourself current day? See, I've never gone through regression I hypnosis. Don't know. I don't no, think any me of neither, have. but Jesus Christ. So maybe part of the procedure, or at least part of Lawrence's Like you're Allison's coming out of your mom's is, vagina. Well, maybe you're not an that infant. Far back. You're wow. abandoned. All right, listen. We all know that you're abandoned. Yeah, you're abandoned. We're all abandoned. We are all, Jesus, to a man, skeptical about hypnosis. Okay, I'm just. We know that. That's been acknowledged. I don't want to poo poo it. But Mm. perhaps Mr. Allison's methods include touching on other uh, memories and moments that uh, can be confirmed as bona fide, and then eventually moving on to the you know the moment in question when you're trying to probe a certain aspect. This seems like it would take forever. Like it took our, about 40 minutes. It'd be like, you're two. Like, that's literally <laughs> what the report said. It <laughs> yeah, took about 40 just, minutes. I don't yeah. think, like, he went through every fucking third month of his life. All right, all right. Just, you know. Like, it might have been your 12th birthday party, the first time you drove a car. Yeah. Fucking UFO night. Okay. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> that's it. But, you know. <laughs> your first pizza. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, first Sabbath record. I don't think any of us remember that. First Wouldn't pizza? that be a great moment to revisit? It would be, yeah. Via hypnosis yeah. and or whatever methods available. First, I don't even think you'd remember. That's, first, that's a main problem with hypnosis. Like, I think it assumes you your mind records. Oh, yeah. No. Everything there and is you're, a false and assumption you're just digging that yeah. your eyes and brain work <laughs> like, just, like a fucking VHS. Yeah, recorder. like it records every single and that every possible moment's thing. There. I mean, even as a kid, I used to believe everything you see and experience is somewhere in your brain. You just can't access it constantly because then we'd all be living in this miasma of memory and current creation of memory, and that we couldn't function. But as I've gotten older and done more research, I've—I mean, even by the time I was a teenager, I realized, oh, that's not true at no. all. We yeah, no, we not only don't record everything, but even the things we do have memories yeah, of your mind... are rebuilt. Every yeah, mind absolutely. has. I mean, in your brain, it's either fucking Ed Wood or Steven Spielberg or any number of fucking caliber of directors. hundred oh, percent. That are creating the moments you think you remember, right. but not at all. It's not a documentarian. No. It is a fucking yeah, no. creative filmmaker that's either a shitbag, an egotist that's always trying to make you look good, uh, a self-defeatist that's always making tragedies, or whatever the fuck your bag is. Right. Yeah. But our memories are a shit show. All right, so we're all a little bit dubious with hypnosis, but let's uh, let's see what, the, what we find during this uh, hypnosis session. Absolutely. Lee was unable to recall if the craft moved over the road or if his vehicle had gone into a flat field. But he did know that virtually the moment he was beneath it, the rectangular object transformed from fiery red to black and then white. Then, just as abruptly, Lee felt something in his eyes, quote-unquote. His entire world went black. When he could see again, Lee was shocked to find that he was no longer in his Jeepster, but was now standing near the edge of a circular white room 
that was about 20 feet in diameter with a flat floor and ceiling about 20 feet in height. The curved walls appeared to be self-luminous. So uh, you've got so like, he, something itchy in your eyes, everything goes black, and then your eyes open, and you're just standing... In an in Apple a, store. Yeah, yeah, you're in an basically, Apple store, yeah. yeah, basically. Lee shivered due to the intense cold within the room and did his best to retain his footing as the space seemed to be rocking back and forth like a boat on water. So That's pretty gross. You're in a flattened donut room, except there's no pillar in the middle, so that analogy is poor, but you know what I'm saying? A, a round, rounded room with a flat ceiling and flat roof, um, and it's kind of surging back and forth. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. As if that wasn't weird enough, standing before Lee were three objects which he instinctively felt, or perhaps sensed, were sentient beings. These inhuman entities, which, which investigators would later christen slabs, consisted of a black one, a red one, and a white one. The so, three slabs. <laughs> three slabs and a baby. Wait a minute. Just, just, like, just like a like a slab. Like, like a slab of not like I said like concrete, a piece of, but like, yeah, like a piece of fucking sheetrock or I something. I will be describing these slabs oh. in more detail. Alright, good. <laughs> if you if you Chris, would like to Chris and I both photo, like, what the fuck? What is a slab? Yeah, seriously. I know, it's weird. The black slab was by far the largest of the three and loomed nearly to the ceiling on Lee's left. The eyewitness would describe this tombstone-looking monolith as being roughly the shape of an army silhouette target with a relatively small head. So, if you can imagine just straight lines on the side, yeah. slight curve for the shoulder, and oh, then a like slighter a... curve where the right. head would be, Barely. and then the image would be in like a shooting range of some hunched-over criminal-looking dude or just the bullseyes, right. okay. depending on you know right. what shooting range you're at. But it doesn't have any picture on it. It's just black. Okay. Now, he said relatively small head, though its head was really nothing more than a featureless rounded nub crowning a large body, which appeared to be both, quote-unquote, rough-skinned in certain places and smooth in others. So the way I imagine this is, instead of it being like smooth plastic or something high-tech, it's like there's parts where it looks like that and other parts where it's like patches of leather almost or I don't know okay. how to see that really skin. I yeah. know it's, right. it's hard to imagine like, did you see some sort of wrinkles so it looks like skin you that know could also mean? be like, like right. because rough patches are a very vague description yet you know we, we just have to do our best to imagine it he also noted that it was flat bottomed with a single jointed elephantine skinned appendage that extended from its middle and lacked any obvious digits so, a dinky, a dinky, <laughs> a dinky with an elbow. I mean, is it rocking a space dick or something? Like, I mean, I think that's dinky. the only conclusion you can come to right now. All right, all right. Well, or it could be be a single hand. There's no hand, or uh, like uh, no, oh, elephant chin like appendage. Okay, so maybe, but maybe that's what it is. Dinky, no, much like an elephant's <laughs> trunk. Maybe that's what it uses to grasp. Yeah, to touch. Yeah, but yeah. what's that shape like? Like a dinky. <laughs> The actual, the actual really, drawing but. that accompanied the article, it just looks like um, a tapering uh, pole, basically. It starts a little thicker, bends it where an elbow joint would be, I okay. guess, and then just kind of... So ends. it's some sort of appendage for grasping, yes. Or as perhaps. Chris calls it, a robo-dinky. Okay. <laughs> I right. have a robo, because robo's awesome. All right. Okay. It's robo Yeah. Absolutely it is. Favorite movie. <laughs> to Lee's horror... <laughs> 
The massive black slab moved closer to him and touched the left side of his back with the nub, or head of the dinky, if you will. No. Sending a searing streak of pain vibrating through his body that felt simultaneously cold and burning and left him petrified of the gargantuan thing. Oh, shit. So this fucking robo-space dinky touches you and touches you're him in pain? Oh, no. Well, I guess anything cold enough feels like it's burning. That's Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just just cold, just icy, icy cold, or maybe right. it was an electrical shock. Um, but either way, it not only made his body feel like it was vibrating and left a lingering pain, but it also seemed to inject him with kind of a sense of fear. Now, it could be just because of the pain, it, right. or it could be that something was done to him to like make his brain right. produce the chemicals that create fear. I mean, There's when just a giant, no way of knowing. When a giant black slab with an elephant-like appendage it just touches you, you're you're, pro- you're not going to be like normal about it. Yeah, I feel it. like you're already you're in the ride like, at that yeah, point. You're already, you're already. Oh yeah, you're, like, you're already to the max. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. freaking the Absolutely. fuck out. And for the record, I don't want to give the impression that it was elephantine and that it was a big old floppy trunk. It just that it looked like the skin. Right. It was one right. of the rougher. Okay. Patches. All right. All right. So uh, yeah, that's um. So to good. further confirm Lee's horror, throughout the rest of the regression session, Lee kept pleading. No, no, not the black one, because his fear of this yeah. thing you okay. know, was so acute. So again, we don't know if it's induced or just what would you naturally, you know, we fear something huge, inhuman that hurts us. Okay. The red slab was on Lee's right. It was about the same height as the teenager and was vaguely rectangular in shape, resembling a Coke machine to the shocked observer. It, too, had a single handless arm-like probe, but this one lacked a joint and simply jutted out directly from its form. Lee felt as if the red slab was afraid of him. That's interesting. And actually seemed unwilling to draw too close to the human being. Nevertheless, after a few moments, the hesitant Coke machine made its cautious approach. After the agony... Yeah, I know. Just, the, can you the, imagine? The, the hesitant Coke machine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just using it's like, it. Bill, it's your turn. Like, I don't know, like, man. I don't want to do this. It's so, it's so squishy. You got to do it. It's pale and squishy. It's got hair in weird places. It's I don't like it. It's got four dicks coming off its body, Bob. It's real gross. <laughs> it's four dicks. <laughs> it's not a dick. It's, it's arms and legs. It's on two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing we've ever encountered. But like us, it has no balls. Oh, well, oh, see? There you go. So we have we no... always have common ground. Exactly. That's the beautiful part. He should have started with that. should have yeah, led with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christy. Uh, All right. Okay. So, the reluctant Coke machine, as I was right. saying, crept ever closer. It touched him on the shoulder and on the temple, just above the right ear, but within the hairline. This felt like a needle and stung briefly but did not terrify Lee as much as the black slab's touch, nor did it hurt as long. So basically, again, I'm still not sure if it was induced fear or just the practical fear you'd feel, but even though this thing basically threw a needle up in his the side of his head right near his temple, it didn't hurt as bad, and he didn't feel as intimidated by the Coke machine. Sure. Okay. I don't know why. I would think a needle poke... Would be worse. In your fucking head. Yeah, yeah it not if it was just worse. like a little weens. Yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm thinking worst case scenario, like that three inch syringe. That's right. just, I don't mean the full syringe, but the needle part. Going like right a near, bad horror film, like one of those stainless steel yeah. ones. Yeah. Like bad scene, but maybe, maybe it wasn't that much. After the red slab beat a hasty retreat, 
That's when Lee's attention was drawn toward the third slab, the angular white one. It was approximately six feet in height and sat ominously in the center of the room. Although it lacked any obvious eyes, the blocky device gave Lee the distinct impression that he was being stared at. It's, it's eyeballing you. She got a goddamn, a goddamn piece of shit rock staring at you, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, dude. What are you going to do? All right, just so you know, these things are fairly thick. Right. All right, this is where I think um, we need to see a picture so you okay. guys can have a better idea. All right, well, keep going, and I'll get the picture. Okay, yeah, this is, okay. Kind of what I was so, thinking, but not what I was yeah. thinking. It helps to see the picture, and I would recommend uh, anyone listening to this podcast. Um, well, the photo will probably be if you, if you are on our me, website yeah. or whatever. It'll be right there, but these things are thicker. Um, they're not slabs in the sense that they're like three inches. Like, I would say a couple of feet, especially in the case of the black one. And the white one yeah. is definitely stranger shaped. Yeah. Almost like a fancy chair or something. And the, the yeah. Coke machine one is just like a rectangle with, yeah, with right. a probe, basically. Yeah. So really? yeah. it'll help you get a better picture of it. All right. So besides the fact that the white one can obviously stare, Carla and Don described the entity in their article about this astounding case for the January 1977 edition of the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, or APRO, bulletin, stating... Its body was solid and blocky, and its head square on the sides, quite flat in the front. In profile, the head sloped towards the body at a 45-degree angle with no features. The whole being glowed. It had arms but did not use them, remaining stationary. Lee knew that it was the quote-unquote ruler of the other two. So it's again, it's another yeah, okay. instinct. He, he knew. He yeah. knew. All right. Whether it was telekinesis or simply intuition that led Lee to this conclusion is a matter of speculation. Regardless of their relative ranks, what came next was simply astonishing, again from the APRO article. The red one backed up after it had touched Lee and went together with the white one, either merging with it or going behind it, in which case Lee could not see it, since it was smaller than the white one. So... They, at this point, they don't know if they blended together and right. it just got absorbed into it or if it's hiding behind the white one. Okay. At this point, Lee sensed that the Coke machine had somehow, quote-unquote, done its job, and the white slab began making a sound which he described as a rhythmic scraping sound that was like a person brushing his teeth with sandpaper. Oh, Jesus. That's a no-fun yeah, image. fuck, man. This was almost as disorienting as the heaving ship. Suddenly, the colossal black slab began to slowly back away, and Lee, who had been extremely cold for the duration of the encounter, found that he was now unexpectedly warm. Lee watched in bewilderment as the angular white slab moved toward the black one and merged with it, leaving him alone with the entity that had instilled so much dread in his heart. Terrified by the prospect of what might happen next, Lee was both dumbfounded and relieved when the huge black slab simply vanished into thin air. Oh, all right, out of here. Time and space. Yeah. That's my bitch. See you. The moment it was gone, Lee noticed that he felt heavier, as if gravity had increased twofold. It was at that moment, with no transition whatsoever, that the perplexed truck driver found himself back behind the wheel of his Jeep, driving home. Hmm. He remembered his eyes burning and feeling afraid, but he was unable to remember why. He also noticed that the cigarette he'd been smoking was inexplicably gone. The missile, if you will. The, oh, the ripped missile? Yes. Yeah. All right. Jesus. 
as to how Lee, under hypnosis, seemed to know what these ostensibly robotic entities were thinking, Don and Carla had a theory. Lee never used the word telepathy to explain how he knew what he knew about the machine-like beings, for he knew quite a bit. That they were sentient, that the red one was scared, that the white one was the leader, and that it was thinking about him. So he knew all of this inexplicably. Okay. It's a lot of information. They went on to say, when asked what he thought their purpose was in taking him aboard, he replied that he felt they were checking out his chemical makeup and doing a physical checkup. They were curious about the way that he was Lee, quote unquote. Oh, that boy. is a third person super yeah, metaphrase. Yeah, wow, that's Jesus. I want that's to know a, the way that Mark is Mark. Is that like Deepak Chopra territory? It's fucking uh, heavy. I, that yeah. could be. He Oof. felt, too, that they would be contacting him again. Oh, that sucks. Well, I know, but a lot, of, come a back? lot of contactees and abductees have that same mm. sensation. Right. Some of them are victims over and over again, like Zanfretta mm-hmm. uh, and, and a few other famous cases, and others, they, they never show up again, or at least that they remember. But it seems like the aliens are always like that one night stands like, no, no, I'm totally going to call you. No, totes. No, I got your digits. It's yeah, on. That's the no, deal. thank you. This meant some, This was special for me, too. And then sometimes it is, and oftentimes it is not. All right. They just bail on you. Because they're shitty. Shitty, shitty boyfriends. Or if you're a human, you're lucky. Yeah, in that You're case. like, good. This isn't going to happen again. Well, it's a mixed blessing. Burning my fucking eyes. When the investigators questioned Lee as to how he was taken from and returned to the Jeep, he simply stated that the hovering craft had caught him when he went underneath like a mouse trap waiting for a mouse. So he felt like it was just a baited trap, and there it was. Intriguingly, and quite like the Silverman incident, the electrical system of Lee's Jeep was fried during the incident and required quite a bit of repair in order to work again. Oh, so the actual... his. The whole system in his car was done. Like, yeah. It was a shot. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It is. Definitely. Huh. Because that's also another thing. Could it be magnetics? I mean, a lot of times mm. cars die right. during yeah. UFO yeah. sightings. They have yeah, all electronics. Over and over again. Uh, yeah. Like the radio cuts, the ignition stuff. And you're right. Car electronics, period. Yeah. Go. Right. But then they usually just resume as soon it's, as the UFO is out yeah. of sight. And in this case, it did because he was able to drive home. Yeah. But it turned out later... That his shit was just... I mean, he'd have no lights or anything to drive with, but, you know. Whatever. Yeah, but he made it home. Yeah, there you go. All right. So... Interesting. Yeah. Here's an interesting side note. Dr. Burton Monroe, a zoological consultant to the APRO who lived in Anchorage, Kentucky, a suburban community about four miles away from Lee's alleged abduction site, reported that at 10.30 p.m. on the evening of January the 26th, just two and a half hours before Lee's abduction... A neighbor of his had run to her window after hearing her children screaming only to see a large white disc with an object on top that resembled a dome. Mm. Now, it's a different looking thing altogether. Totally. Yeah. But it is interesting that four miles away and just a few Somebody hours saw earlier, something. someone else saw a UFO. Right. Not related, maybe, but who the hell knows? Lee said that he'd always been fairly interested in UFOs, and when he was in high school, he had read at least one book called, he thought, UFO. Just a <laughs> book called UFO? Yeah. Okay. He read it. God bless him. Okay. Right, well, there you it's go. A, it's a book called UFO. Here's where things get telling. And okay. this is where I'm oh, going to say, no. Chris, let's not hate everything based on what you're going to hear next. I'm, I'm offering this 
in an effort to be I'm, I'm already looking to the corner. I know. He's, he's already, he's like, already pretty, looking I almost, I almost You just started to, off with that. Now I'm like, well, here you Look at his nostrils. Until we have, yeah. 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 To have a discussion because yeah. I know this is going to close your mind. No. All right. Well, Chris, prepare to have your mind closed and your nostrils flare. No, it's already there. Okay, good. Lee. Okay. Mr. Lee Parrish, 19, of Prospect, Kentucky, was interested in psychic phenomena and had previously had some peculiar things happen to him. He told of willing an outdoor light to go on. It was unplugged at the time, but it mysteriously turned on anyway. This incident was attested to by his girlfriend, Kathy. And so it's corroborated by a completely unbiased eyewitness, his girlfriend, (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging. Yeah. I know. No, I, I knew what this was going to do, but I'm, I'm going to no, present it continue. all in fairness. Continue on. Here's a speculation on my part. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. And we're going to do our thing. Okay. Perhaps it was Lee's evidently psychic skill set that made the slabs more inclined to test his internal chemistry, as was suggested. Or maybe it was his ability to read their minds that ultimately saved his fuck-sucking life. Oh. Amen. Period. Ergo. Yeah. So because he's a psychic, he say, he was yeah okay. I'm just that's a speculation. I mean, that's not a bad theory though. If he, Could if, that be why the Coke machine was so terrifying? Maybe it didn't want it's it's it's. It I did, don't it want to touch want, the mind probe. It didn't want its brain collapsed by Lee's powers because he, he can been, turn lights. You on. know what? He could have been a scanner. He could have been. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah he yeah, could have yeah, been yeah. a cross between a mentor right. and a scanner. Yes. A mentor. That's a good <laughs> reference nice. and a Cronenberg reference. First one of the night. Boom. Yeah. Really. All right. Um, the spice will flow. Oh, second Doom reference. Oh, there you go. Oh shit! Let you it never end. There it is. You can't just say a second after the first one. <laughs> Why not? It works. You just throwing out words. Yeah. Usul. Third uh, one. Yay! Shia oh my god. Oh. I, I will not play this game. For oh, you. we will. Jesus. We will. Okay. So interesting case. Um, I think again, we. I think we're all on the same page. That we're a little bit dubious about hypnotic regression. Right, so we are super yeah. dubious about that. Okay. But it doesn't mean. Hey, listen, here's the thing. We know this for a fact. I know Chris's grumbling comes from an authentic place. We know this, that um, suggestions can be made just as easily, yeah. if not more easily, than memories traced and elucidated. Um, they say, I can't confirm this independently, but the article said that he was just brought to the night and said, say what happened. Not right. given any prompting, and then apparently it was just, he just a came out free-flowing okay. soliloquy from that point on. All right, well, that's, in, that's interesting. Sure. Okay. That, but, it, you know, but who knows? Who knows, you know, where his head was at or whatever. But that was presented. So maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's been fully debunked that you can never find a hidden memory. I think that there are some cases <clears throat> where legitimate locked-away memories due to trauma or for whatever reason have been recovered. But I also think we've seen time and time again where it, people have just abused that power, have in, infused people's memories with their own, you know, wishful thinking and expectations. Right. And so the process is so corrupt and shady. That's why it is not valid in court, much like lie detector tests. That's why it's not considered unimpunable evidence. But it doesn't mean that it can never maybe give a glimmer of what was otherwise a hidden truth. So I'm just saying. OK, that. Yeah. Well, you but know. the problem, though, is also it's. If you're like, if you did like, if you had just a bad trip, and you you think something was real, mm-hmm. whether it was or not to anybody else, then you're gonna explain it. You're gonna real. think it's fucking real, yeah. And they're yeah. gonna dig in, and you're gonna find that, and be like, oh yeah, it was there, and be like, well, he was under hypnosis, and he said he saw fucking eighty dragons <laughs> flying around. 
Yeah, and it was only 73. He was yeah, completely so exactly. exaggerating. All right, so acknowledging I, this, knowing that we feel this way, knowing that right. it is somewhat suspect, right. but that it happened within 24 hours uh, of okay. his abduction, that he had conscious memories of seeing the UFO, <clears throat> conscious memories of being incapacitated in his Jeep, sure. conscious memories of being drawn beneath the thing, and then a conscious memory of it taking off and him going home with burning eyes. Yeah. And the burning eyes were noted by... You know, the next day, mom, it wasn't yeah. just like, I mean, maybe he did come home high. Who knows what he was doing with his girlfriend? But that not being relevant, <laughs> the, the next day, <laughs> yeah, no, I know it all played. It's too perfect. But the next day, <laughs> he did know that his eyes were yeah. bright red and he right. was still complaining of pain. So he had conscious memories of all those things, assuming he's telling the truth. And I understand we have to assume that, too. Um, if we can just entertain the notion that maybe occasionally hypnosis can help you okay. access things, we especially can, can so fresh. It's fine. Let's go to, if this happened the way he says it happened, what the fuck are we dealing with? I mean, he honestly, I think his uh, his assumption of that they were just checking him out to look at his chemical makeup, or was that the, the, the UFO investigator's assumption? Oh, no, no. That was what he, when, was when, the, when he was in, asked questions yeah. after he recounted the it thing. Kinda, it sounds like they abducted him, checked him out, and then put him back. It's really what it sounds like. So you think it's like a typical gray yeah. probing and that it's just too... Well, Except that, for some, except that for objects. some reason they're a black, white, and red slab, which is just a, the most bizarre uh, description of an alien that I think we've yeah. ever heard of. Well, they like, could have been machines. It's they, true, they could have been. See, that's the assumption everyone makes, and it's not a bad assumption. No, they could have been just like I mean, they yeah, seem machines. like what, I mean, just being geometric shapes. Right. Um, you know, making buzzy sandpaper toothbrush sounds. Well, and actually, weird it shit. I mean, actually, that, that do, it doesn't help seeing the, the pictures look like machines. Because in my mind, I wish I wasn't picturing, I was picturing you know, these weird organic slab type things than the pictures but that here's the thing. were drawn. That's an artist's interpretation. That's and what I'm, I'm saying. I do that all the time, and I'm sure I'm, you know, as far afield as anyone else, because, you, you know, the artist always imposes their own. Um, you know, intuitions and ideas, and because the researchers so often referred to them as, as robots, uh, machines, whatever, um, maybe that influenced the artist. But I kind of see them as, like, especially the black one with patches of rough, almost skin-like texture. Yeah, because that doesn't sound, then, that sounds more organic. Yeah. yeah, or maybe a synthesis of Ish. the two, or maybe a silicon-based life form. Now, didn't we dis- Who's to say? Didn't we discuss at one point, like, a fucking, oh, was it like a space asparagus or something? Mm-hmm. Remember? It, like, it was it, the metal space asparagus. It gave the guy cancer? That, well, no. It cured his it cancer. It cured his cancer. It saved him from... It, it destroyed his plane. Right. Saved him from a plane crash. Yeah. Cured his cancer. Gave him atomic radiation brain poisoning. That's what it and, was. Yeah, okay. And died, death. Like, yeah. A year so, okay, later. so that's another extraterrestrial that doesn't fit our quote-unquote normal description of an extraterrestrial. Which I'm done with, by the way. I understand that the gray phenomenon is a legitimate one and worthy of legitimate research, and I'm cool with it. Right. But I'm bored to tits of it. Like, it's just so uniform, so whatever. Like, before the, the Whitley Strieber, before the 80s, really... There was just the gamut of batshit crazy, and and you could just when you listen to I mean, the podcast we've done, we, we haven't done, talked about Gray's like a, a Gray story. I don't think ever. I'm not interested in. Yeah, them. I don't think I, I mean, ever have. I mean, I am interested in it yeah. from a phenomenological uh, standpoint, but I'm not right. interested in it 
because it's just it's one of the mill. Okay, Any more yeah. that I'm interested is I mean I'm very interested in anyone that has a Sasquatch sighting, right. but I'm not interested in breaking that down because yeah. that's one of a billion. You're in the sure. woods, you're hiking, you see so, a big hairy stinky ape, and it's terrifying. So if these are if, if this is a, uh, some sort of synthesis of of organic and tech together, or if it's just you know what, whatever they are, they clearly I think and what, what, what he assumed that they are just sort of testing him or or they're just getting samples off of him or something. They both kind of touch him, right? Yeah. And then they sort of But we don't know that they extract anything. Like, going again to, like, simple gray protocols, it's always probing. And then they took, you know, uh, parts of my reproductive organs and sperm samples and put needles in my body and extracted blood. The hybrid program, yeah, the hybrid program. And all of that shit is good and well, but that seems like atypical medical programs. And this one, a giant half leathery half smooth black object touches you when you feel a icy hot shock through your body right. that terrifies you and then a reluctant coke machine comes up <laughs> and injects something or extracts something from your mind but all right. you do is you feel like a bee sting right. hmm. i mean and maybe it is a medical test but maybe it's not maybe they're maybe they're trying to figure out what makes him tick i mean again i don't necessarily yeah. think he's like earth's super psychic like the sorcerer supreme that is dr strange right. and that they're coming there to see can they withstand an invasion of the slabs though it might be that but i do yeah. think that there was something unique to him and they were trying to assess it okay but i don't i, I don't know if it fits like typical biological physical exam parameters no no i mean it, but it doesn't necessarily not well i guess we know there's a couple of needly pokes but yeah that's we, it. we don't really know the protocol for alien uh tests don't it's not gonna, we it's, it's not gonna be don't like a physical we. where they're like all right grab grab i'm gonna grab your balls you're gonna cough like it's not gonna happen how do you know you'd hope it would i mean it'd be weird if it did but here's the thing why would why why every species if an alien's like cough they like, don't know dude concerned about your health i i know i have a hernia you can see it well, not until they grab your balls. Well, you no, can. you can actually see it. So I'm like, there's my hernia. Enjoy. Maybe <laughs> like, aliens just want to grab your fucking balls, man. Cut I mean, some slack. Maybe they're, if, Let if, them get some ball play. Did they, you notice any of them having balls? That's right. That's exactly. their thing. The thing All they right, savor think, most about us is our testes. I think maybe getting consent, like, hey, is it cool if I do this? Is maybe probably important. they're beyond consent. Yeah. Maybe they're better than consent. <laughs> fucking evolve, Mark. Maybe, maybe they're super consent. You can ask me to touch my balls, Mark. <laughs> Are we all on the same boat? Are we, are we all going to agree that this is an alien? Do we need to go into fairies or demons or interdimensional or, or fuck-alls or ultra-terrestrials? Well, or, demon, or, demons are always there. Or special terrestrials? Uh, what, what do we got? Special, special terrestrials? It's, that it's sounds in, somewhat insulting. Wow. Those are special terrestrials. They're special. Wow. They are special. They're bigger. Right. They're, they're, they're built better, and they have cooler taste in music. The, well, that's probably true. There you go. The, uh, what I forgot to mention it's was Violent Femmes was playing in the background during the whole thing. And in it was seven, before the album was released. I understand that. Okay. They're time traveling. Perfect. Ultra alt. Not oh, alt is an alt yeah. right, but alt is an alternative music. Sure. Circa MTV 1989. They're not that. But the thing is, it <laughs> was a long way. Okay. Uh, it was a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's gonna be in there. So just oh, keep going. Staying. Oh yeah. Staying. Listen. <laughs> Just because I happen to love the Violent Femmes I do doesn't too. mean I can't find ways to interject. Yeah, I, I, I fucking love the Violent Femmes, but, too. Yeah. But these things, despite or because of their taste in music, um, <laughs> were just weird. They're, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well I, I, ah, shit. I, I feel like... The um, description of this clearly um, 
again, we're not hearkening to anything that even that seems organic. But it's not saying that it couldn't be. I think Chris's idea that they, they these could be some sort of like robots. I'm I'm kind of on you know. Well, it's I mean uh, that's the universally I'm, acknowledged yeah. identification. But what I mean when I say they're fucking weird is that I don't think they're biology in the way we know it. But I do think that they're probably biological. Now okay. maybe they're AI. Maybe they're super machines that were begat by super machines and like the nightmare right. that's going to happen to Earth after the singularity. And I watch all the documentaries I can. And that really upsets me because basically everyone in TED Talks from and Elon Musk to <clears throat> Bill Gates to me, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking says, we're fucked. We're totally fucked. We're heading towards a fucking It's happening because super rich, smart people just want to do it because they can. Yeah. And we're fucked. Sorry, we're fucked. Skynet, we're fucked. So, <laughs> P.S., we're, we're fucked. We're totally fucked. It's a fuck. Yeah. We're fucked at AOL.com. <laughs> so maybe the biological species that created the, you know, way early forefathers of these things, long since extinct by, you know, the things right. they created, um, maybe they just kept making better and better machines out of maybe organic material, maybe, maybe like say, maybe a cybernetic kind of, um, or cyborg-esque, I should say, uh, conglomeration of what we recognize as carbon-based and maybe artificial stuff. But it doesn't matter. I, I think the vibe he definitely got, Lee got, was that these things were alive, had def definite opinions. Like, the big black one just seemed to be omnipresent and doing its thing. Yeah. But one felt fear, and the other one was just given this kind of leering, right. Blofeld-esque, <laughs> I'm in charge of this shit. Ugh. These yeah. are my boys. Well. <laughs> what are you going to do? This guy's a little Vibe. skittish. Don't mind Frankie. He's skittish. He's, skittish. he's good. But God damn, he's good at his job. You, you know what Tony? He's going to fuck you up. He's going to poke your temple. Tony's going to fuck you up. Oh, no, Tony. You don't want to <laughs> fuck with Tony. Yeah. All right, so, you know, or if, if this is just some weird organic life that, I don't know, evolved on some planet and is here <laughs> testing our people. Sovereign Earth soil, right? That's one of our new things. That is one of our things. All right, we are protecting so, sovereign Earth yeah, so soil that's from also ultra-terrestrials a too, and maybe other this sundry. Is just a, some weird aliens. offshoot of a, of a species that just looks like fucking weird giant slabs. Well, because why the fuck not? Besides the fact evolution's that evolution's weird, as we clearly indicated by our horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. impersonations, they are the future of Italian Americans. Wow, my people, the Italian Americans, yeah, all agree with that. We, we all have that in that. our blood. Let's deal with it. Right, you guys, fine. much more so, but still. That having been said, I'm fascinated by the thought that there is no reason to limit what things are. And no. the fact that yeah. almost all of the creatures that visit the Earth, with like very rare exceptions, are humanoid, four-limbed, or four-dicked, depending on your perspective, <laughs> torso, a head of various sizes. Yeah. You know, that to me is like, okay, it makes sense that like studies like. Like, if you see another species that resembles you, at least superficially, you might be more intrigued. Like, how did you evolve? Why do you, why do you have the same makeup as the planet that you're from, like the planet I'm from? And maybe they have a whole spectrum of knowledge and experience and and a, a, just this wellspring of, of different planets that they can draw from so they can make real definitive theories as to why the two-leg, two-arm, dickhead, belly-button fucking thing evolves. Right. But... There's no reason to assume, like, crawdaddies and fucking slugs and amoebas, that the universe isn't full of incongruent life. Yeah, even, totally. Even life as we would never recognize it. And what I'd like to think is that the slabs are an example of that. Not just cybernetic, not just AI, not just they look different, but 
just objects that seem to be more function over form that might be organic but don't necessarily represent in uh, organics in the way that we're accustomed mm-hmm. to seeing them. Um, not enslaved to bilateral symmetry, just fucking weird things. Mm. Now, on the other hand, they could just be tools. There could be fucking yeah, they those could just cock be like, sucking grays behind the scenes. Yeah. Controlling these machines. Just behind the behind the, the curtain, the behind smoke, the it's just Oz two fucking like grays. Yeah. yeah, just sitting there. <laughs> Don't look at the wizard. Yeah, and there's a fucking gray. Well, they did. Mm. Oh, well, Chris, what do you got? Bring it up. Uh, no, I mean, it really could be Darth Vader and a stormtrooper and an Imperial Guard. <laughs> In 77? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, 77. I mean... There was no Imperial Chris Guard is... in 77. The future. Oh, what, come oh, on, Raj. Oh, I'm just saying. It could have been... All right, <laughs> let's go back to the Akashic Record. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no let's oh, not. No, yeah, we're going to magic <laughs> Maybe again. like Jeff, Lee <laughs> Parrish was plugged in to what Star Wars was, oh, no, which was, was the, black and white. Red was the droid. What it would soon be, which was black, white, and red. At okay. least in terms of Imperial color coding. Okay. I don't buy any of that. But right. I'm just saying. All right. Maybe. All right. Maybe Star Wars. Well, 77, like... Star Wars reference. All right, fine. But they're really not like Star Wars. Not at all, And that's no. the thing. They're really not like anything else that was ever seen. No, they're not. Like, yeah. th- what makes this story so fucking fascinating, besides everything that makes it fascinating, is the fact that there is no precedent and there's no antecedent. Nothing came before that was like it. Nothing that I know of that came after is like it. It is just this unique, weird thing that we just shuffle into the category of alien because it was a floating object that we can't identify and that we shuffle into the category of robot because they aren't obviously biological but both of those are broad raw assumptions sure and so what i love about this case is is that it's just well it's fascinating but that it is absolutely unlike anything else and that really makes it unique in the annals of both ufology and possibly even Interdimensional cryptozoology, Slab-ology. which is a new branch we've established tonight. Interdimensional cryptozoology. Well, if it's Ugh. biological, <laughs> if it's from I love Earth, it. it's great. but not our Earth, why wouldn't it be interdimensional cryptozoology? And also, before we don't talk about it, even though we briefly mentioned it, why not ultra-terrestrials? Because if there's one thing these things did, it's it scared the shit, shit out of the guy. Okay. Yeah. Right, so Absolutely. Chris, Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, Close this out with your thoughts. Too much spleef. Okay, too, okay, too so much Okay, so high as a cat. All right, cool. High as a cat. He clearly a, already wait, 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 wait. loved UFOs. I, high as a cat? I meant to say kite. I, okay. No, cat. High, high as a cat. Cats are yeah. you know, I should, I should have just as a like, cat. stuck with it, but honestly, it's now my thing. Okay, high as a yeah. cat. That dude is high as a okay. cat. He's high as a fucking cat. Okay, so he's a psychic. He's fucking ripped. I didn't say it was a ripped psychic. Okay. Can I add one more thing? The Akashic oh, Record again, geez, really? No. As Chris dies from tuberculosis. Oh. I just, I needed, I needed some objectivity before I went here. Okay. Lee says that's not the first time he saw a UFO, and his mom saw a bunch of them too. So, yeah. Oh wait, is this? Are, are these facts after the matter? No, it's still the matter. We're doing it right now. Okay, we but, haven't stopped doing it. But, I didn't yeah. mention it but after you we didn't, stopped recording. You didn't bring it. You didn't put it in the story. Do you think we could have had any objective sense? <laughs> he, of no, you got to say it at the end. Right. Okay, so him and his mom both saw UFOs. Oh, yeah, constantly, probably, right? A couple of times. <laughs> yeah, a couple handful, two, Wait, three times. Is, is is their house haunted? I can't confirm or deny. Have that. they seen a Sasquatch? Do they have the trifecta of fuckery? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not making, you're not making eye contact with oh, me. You're not making eye contact with me. Are the vamps werewolves? Yeah. 
<laughs> Creatures in the Black Lagoon. Now you guys know why I didn't mention Zomboids. it earlier. I'm going to say this before we let Chris give his goddamn epilogue, right. uh, and that is this. <laughs> See what happens. Lee has manifested a an acute psychic ability to light unplugged lamps. Kathy says so. He and his mom have at various times seen UFOs. Okay. And his mom, unrelated, okay. has a hypnotist on a hotline. Okay. All right. All right. These should not affect your opinions. Listen. <laughs> just yeah, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. And, no, and of course these you have, have to include nothing everything. to do. There is a reason why we include everything. But I didn't want to get so caught up in that. Because here's the thing. When 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 Patterson and Gimlin went out to find a Bigfoot, right? It was so patently ridiculous. I mean, he no, was, you 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 go he, looking he, for he, it and you find it. Because why would that happen? He was a charlatan. He was a fucking uh, you know huckster. Gimlin was more of a legit dude. But as time goes on, that footage proves more and more difficult to debunk rather than the other way, which it should be. Because no one thought that the kind of technology we would have in the 21st century would come to bear on this strip of 16-millimeter film that's probably been watched almost as much as the Zapruder footage. So just because something has all the hallmarks of shady doesn't mean you can 100% debunk it. So I'm saying that. But of course I want to be completely forthcoming. Okay, so Chris, you think think weed, psychics, and and what else? Um, You keep adding psychics into this. Because he's a psychic. He claims to be a psychic. Because he can turn the lights on that are currently off. I mean, I can do that too, but I don't want to talk about it. Oh, is Mark a psychic? We've all looked at lamps and tried to turn them on. We've all been three inches short of a remote and tried to force power it into our I do it all the time. Yeah, it has never worked. For I've, me. See, I've, I've never, seen. Chris all do I it. want to see is a trumble, just a little just, trumble. Yeah, that's what you're hoping for. Vibration, I okay. but no. So, Chris, yeah. what do you think actually happened to this guy? I don't even know. Do you think that he was tested by by some sort of extraterrestrial, or is probably he just kind not? Of, okay, probably not. I like that. So, I like hoax, it. delusion. Yeah, he's just high. I fuck. mean, after after your little revelation there, I'm kind of leaning more towards now that maybe he. Was trying to maybe kind of get a little notoriety with the UFO community, possibly. It's interesting though; maybe. it wasn't exploited. Now, here's my first well, thought. All right, you know, and again, yet. I know I, I brought all the facts late to the game, but we were having fun. <laughs> a mom who loves UFOs and claims to see them. Right. Um, all sorts of paperbacks are coming out on Moss about UFOs That's, and paranormal. Sure. The late '70s was just a golden age for right. in search of documentaries, <clears throat> books everywhere. I remember going to stores when I was very little, like five or six years old, and seeing just paperbacks galore and getting my mom to buy as many of them as I could. So I could see a mom that's fascinated by these subjects, maybe watches these, uh, you know, shows nonstop, reads the books. It's like, here's our chance and tries to convince who knows how parish firm or whatever it is, is doing. Maybe, maybe parish supplies or whatever it is, 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 you know, not, not doing so hot economically and they need to like supplement the family income. And my thought is, get your son, convince him to see something truly anomalous, you know, do something to irritate his eyes, rub some hot peppers in him, call the fucking hypnotist, call the ufologist, right. have him come over and let this. And so it has become a hallmark in, in the history of ufology just for its utter uniqueness. But it did not spawn a cottage industry. Yeah, they no. As far as I know, it didn't become a book. So if They didn't make any ruse, money off of this. 
Not that I know of. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. But you don't know until it doesn't. Or something. Come hundred bucks here. Come hundred bucks there. County fairs. That's true. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the county fair. See the boy that saw the the slabs. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, that would be the worst. That would be terrible. Like I paid for every fucking sideshow I've ever seen. Yeah. In hopes of seeing the mermaid or the rat boy or whatever. Yeah. You know what? See the guy that saw the slabs. But if this was like a side hustle, I mean, at least. He took an interesting angle at it. Absolutely, because this isn't your normal alien encounter whatsoever. If it is, so a ruse, if it is a hustle, it's respect. extremely original. But again, in deference to what happened, they didn't seem to obviously exploit it yeah, and, and, or monetize really, it no. in any significant way. So right. for me, it's like, 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 like Pattinson, Gimlin, like the rest. Just because something smacks of shady doesn't mean it didn't happen. Okay. All right, well, you know, I'm going to go with uh, that he has some aliens abducted him and uh, they tested him because he was a psychic. Yeah, the man could turn on the lights. He's yeah, probably no. doing it. Is he, is wow. he, is he, if that's, he's with us today, a, he's doing it right he's now. He's the Kentucky Yuri Geller. He yeah. did it right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. David oh, Copperfield, too. He, he was yeah. the same way. He probably, hates, he probably hates Alexa. Who doesn't? He goes, Alexa, turn the lights on. He's like, God damn it, there's my oh, psychic ability that's, wasted. That's, that's, my, that's my jam. That's my shit, Alexa. That's mine. All right, there you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonite <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I, I, stick around for like, Patreon shout-outs. I just got to say this. Okay. I hope you married Kathy and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, teenage love story. supplies or whatever the fuck it was yeah. went on to just be a fruitful, small-town business and that they had many kids and lots of happiness and that his bona fide, genuine encounter with the slabs, which is what I hope it is, even though I have my doubts, uh, did not hinder him from leading a happy life. No, I hope that he's married with children and he occasionally tells his kids about the slabs. Yeah. God bless and you. And then he turns Lee the Parish. lights on when he turns the lights off when they're going to bed. He's oh, like, they oh, love it. And he the grandkids yeah. adore that shit. Totally. When you're just like a grandpa, everyone loves that. Stick around for Patreon shout outs. Uh, again, you can um, be part of our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash podcast. $1 gets you a shout out. $5 gets you a shout out and some bonus audio. At least two. We have sometimes oh, more. Yeah. We have our bonus audio uh, coming up for the live show that we did. It's going to be released on Patreon first and do our main feed. So be sure to check that out. That's going to be a three month, uh, three episode month. So be sure to yeah. check that out. Uh, T Public, we got some cool T shirts there. Go and check all that stuff out. The link will be in the description of this podcast. Social medias, Insta, the sexiest. Insta, Twitter's, and Facebook, as always. Stop by and say hi there. Yeah, Chris and, and I rep a little bit on Facebook. A little bit. Yeah, weensy, nice. weensy amounts, but smidge, yeah. a smidge. And we're talking to you soon. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. Hey, don't hate the messenger. I'm just saying. No, I don't. Who's I know hate, I don't hate, no, no, no. Just because there's some suspect ingredients well, doesn't I mean, mean whatever. the meal is not delicious. Uh, look, I'm sure the meal is amazing, and we're all going to eat it and enjoy it, and if something's weird in the kitchen, whatever. Maybe I'm just feeling a little guilty because oh. one of my favorite cases is shady as the dills. <laughs> there's, well, there's, yeah, there's just too much. But I love the there's fucking slabs No, I think it's, so a, great, it's a great story. Yeah, the slabs awesome. are great. It's oh, just I love it. The holes, it's like more holes than Swiss cheese. Yeah, it's got oh, a lot of plot it's holes It's ridiculous. In it. yeah, there's no problem right. with it. We'll be talking to you soon. I love it Later. more than my missing tooth. No, <laughs> oh, your missing tooth. Which will be replaced soon enough with tech making me a cyborg. Spleefs. Boom. Your mustache covers it. We'll be talking to you soon. Nice. Bye.
All right, thank you for sticking around for our Patreon shoutouts. Thank you all so very much for contributing to our Patreon campaign, starting off with Incubus Jewels. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that nice? Yep. I like that. I've got Connor Rosler. Oh, shit. What's up, Connor? Hey. He follows us on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, what's going on, dude? Sweet baby cheese. Hells yeah. I got at number 11368. That sounds THX1138-ish. A little mm. bit. A little bit. I like it. I've got Brianne Kellefoot. I have hungry, hungry tapeworms. Oh, fuck oh, your hippos. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, tapeworms God. will actually help you lose weight. All right, Robert, rounding it off. Last one. Randy Hardenbrook. Oh, hell yeah, Randy, Randy. Thank you all. Thank you. Hungry, thank you, Brianne, Number, Connor, and Incubus. Thank you all. We really, really appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you all so mm -hmm. very much. And if you want to contribute to our Patreon campaign, it is patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 gets you a shout out. Uh, $5 gets you a shout out and you get bonus audio content and we keep talking about it but we do have oh, other tiers do. popping up we have With... tech right now we have tech in the mail yes there I is. know Chris is nervous yeah about it, it, could, it know, could arrive DOA. Honestly, the more, <laughs> the right. more nervous Chris is, the happier I am because <clears throat> he is super conscientious and super knowledgeable about all this shit. And so when he's super anxious, it means that the possibility for awesome shit to unfold okay. is incredible. No, so, yeah, I know. I may have I'm put, stoked for this. I may have put teaser up on Instagram, so whatever. People may have already seen part of it. They got a little taste of what yeah, I may be coming up. What'd you do? What did you put? Just nothing, just a screenshot, maybe. Okay. Of, of the three of us. Maybe from that bullshit video could, I put be. together. Could be all the, <sighs> the pro am porn we did. Uh, wow. Oh no, not that. Well, yeah, oh no. my oh, bad. That, no, that my bad. Junkyard compilation. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's just be just awesome. a test. So we're gonna have more content coming for you, good folks. But thank you all so very much, and we're talking to you soon. Okay, bye. See you second later. Bye. Second goodbye. Spleef. 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 Goodbye. Rob. Second goodbye. Your tooth fuck. Second, second goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> second goodbye. Fuck. It's just not there. I missed the reviews because that made me feel good. <laughs> second goodbye. <laughs> I will email you the reviews. Please do. All right. Because we'll now I feel like I'm unloved. Every uh, week I used to get an ego boost, and just, now it's just, just that an confirmation. Empty, hollow lie. Because no, this is Chris I and I looking at you disappointingly. Is that why? It didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I guess you guys have other things to rely on. Let me well, enjoy I mean, what I, I enjoy. All right, we'll be talking to you soon. Later. Goodbye, you dirty sons of lovers. Because oh, your parents were wow, lovers. All right, yeah. They loved okay, each okay, other. Okay, Ned yeah, well, my, my, my parents are divorced. Thanks, Rob. They still fucked and made you. Wow. Or did they? Mom did and they? dad. <laughs> they fucked or and did made they? You. I, Mom and dad. They're the best when they fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>